This week, Friendshipping is proud to be brought to you by ourselves. Friendshippers, go find a pen and your bullet journal. Open some kind of document on your laptop. Get a Google Calendar open because we have two online events this week that you can go and participate in and both of us will be there. Join us tomorrow, Tuesday, November 24th at 7 p.m. in the dang evening central time. We're going to be on Quarantine Book Club, which is a Zoom discussion about our dang book, which we're very excited about. We're going to talk about the book, take questions from the audience. I have a bit.ly link that will link you to the Eventbrite because you need to register for the event to go. So hopefully this works. bit.ly slash 35 capital U lowercase Z-L-H-C. Okay, so you're going to register there and then you're going to put in your Google Calendar and you're going to join us for the Quarantine Book Club uh, because we want people who are nice to be there. Okay, next. Next event on this Thursday, Thanksgiving, November 26th from 2 p.m. Central to 4 p.m. Central. Jen and I are streaming on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash do friendship is our account and it's not fully set up, but it will be. Come hang out with your vodka Aunt Jen and your weird Funkle Trin, and we answer your questions about friendship, life, and our book. We're going to read some of our book out loud, play some Sturdy Valley or something. And if you want somebody to hang out with on Thanksgiving and you can't make our stream from 2 p.m. Central to 4 p.m. Central, why not join our buddy Kate Stark on Twitch? So twitch.tv slash Kate. Kate is Canadian, and uh, so she's not Thanksgiving right now because she already did that shit like a month ago. Don't leave your house. Instead, hang out with us online. And the very best way to get info on both events is probably just going to be to follow us on Twitter at DoFriendship. Unfortunately, I wish there was a less cumbersome way to do this. So again, Tuesday, November 24th at 7 p.m., join us for Quarantine Book Club. The invite is at bit.ly slash 35 capital U lowercase Z-L-H-C. And then on Thanksgiving... Thursday, November 26th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to be streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash dofriendship. Okay, hopefully, hope to God you guys have all this info. Go write it down. Um, We love you very much. See you this week. Bye. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is is Friendshipping. Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Having a weird holiday and why you should have one. Stay the fuck home. Friendship between humans has many benefits But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits View friendship at the problem Hey, Jen. Hello. Jen, Hi. Jamin, Franklin. I, I am in sleep debt. You know what sleep debt? I'm also in student loan debt, but the one that's bothering <laughs> me today is the one that's bothering me today is sleep debt. Um, I'm going to catch up on sleep tonight and I'm going to make that a priority. How about you, Trin? How are you? Hey, I'm doing okay. Um, I'm probably in a sleep debt, but I can't really tell. Oh man, Jen, this folds right very neatly into the story that I wanted to tell you off the air, oh, Yes, but it's fine. I'll tell you on the air. So late on me. Every morning, I, no matter what I do, no matter what time I set my alarm for, I wake up at from 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., no matter what time I went to bed, and I immediately get up. I know this sounds, this does not sound like me, but it's the truth. I get up and I clean the litter boxes. I clean around the litter boxes. I, if there are any dishes left over for last night, I clean those. I empty the dishwasher. Like I actually, wow. like, I, I know it's really weird. Like I wake up and like I do shit. And I didn't realize that this is actually pretty typical for me over the course of my life. It's just that sometimes I'll be 
too tired and I'll sleep in or whatever. But but the the consistent theme is I wake up and I start doing stuff. Wow. What's also consistent is that I am deeply angry in the morning. I'm deeply angry <laughs> every single fucking morning. And I and I've known this because like I've had, you know, other roommates over the course of my lifetime, you know. And so when Connell, my my partner, moved in with me for the first time, I actually warned him. And I, I said, I got to tell you, I know that I'm grumpy in the mornings. I don't like being woken up. If you try to wake me up, I'll probably be really mad. If you try to, <laughs> like, it's just that that's, and I, oh and I know this about myself. Anyway. Yeah. So, know thyself. It's very important. So this is, so this is all leading up to. So the other day uh, I wake up and I'm doing my shit or whatever. And Connell, because he's a sweet, wonderful perfect partner he's like come back to bed babe let me snuggle you a little bit and i'm like no like i like <laughs> like i like lose my mind i'm like i have i already put on my sunscreen for the day you want me to get back into the bed when i have my fucking sunscreen on and he was like okay hey babe uh, i know that i'm talking right now i'm not talking to trin i'm talking to morning trin and morning trin i need you i need i need something else from you anyway so a few hours pass and and we're fine you know like i i actually texted him from the other room because i went into the other room because i was so embarrassed that i blew up i texted him and i'm like i am so sorry i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me and he's like well it's because it's the morning and you're angry in the mornings and then this is what i did jen listen to this i googled why am I so angry in the morning? And the second result was morning anger and ADHD, a study. <gasps> Shut up. Oh, God. my God. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It, and like, I don't like being like, oh, everything bad about me or anything quirky about me or even the good things about me are all due to my ADHD. Because like, that's not true. But it's just but those chemicals really affect so many fucking things. And wow. and I wanted to tell and I'm glad I'm saying this on the show just because like, hey, guys, <laughs> if you have a problem, like an emotional thing, you know, you can you can Google that, too, you know, and you don't have to believe everything you read or whatever. But like this week, actually, tomorrow, I'm going to an online lecture from Attitude magazine. So ADD Attitude magazine. They're doing a lecture on hypersensitivity and ADHD people, which I feel like I need to go to in order to not ruin my partner's life. But like, <laughs> you know, like I just thought that was so funny that like this is something that I've known about myself forever and ever and ever. And then it was finally like, oh, God, I just I just made a total ass of myself. Let me Google. Like, what can I do? And here's the, here's this is the final punchline. The final punchline to this is I read the, the thing, the, the article, and what it suggests is exactly what I've been doing for years, which is if you get angry in the morning, what you should do is wake up and start doing stuff because then you can't you won't be angry because you're doing things. You're, you there's nothing to be angry at. So the solution was keep doing what you're doing. I keep I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm sorry, babe, but I can't change this. And this is this is life. So just pretend I don't exist for two hours in the morning and we're going to be good. So this is fascinating. Right? Wow. Wow. That's amazing. <sighs> I wish I could have somehow seen your face when you brought up that Google result. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and recreate it because I know the feeling. Okay. So I'm not going to look into the and camera. And then I'll describe it for okay. listeners. So I'm typing, I'm typing, I'm typing. Click it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought maybe uh, Trin's jaw would drop or no. something and her eyes would go wide. But instead it was more like a look of, oh my God, are you, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, it was a look of, 
fucking this again? This. <laughs> this. Fucking this. Oh, that's this. fascinating. Wow. Yeah. Well, I hope that brought you comfort. And it did. also, yeah, yeah. Now you don't ever have to worry about being a morning person. Oh, it's, God, it's, it's funny so that good. you get up and it's funny that you get up and do stuff because that's the quality of a morning person, right. but you're still not one. I would have even, I probably would have described myself as a morning person, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Like, just yeah. because, again, like, I'm pretty functional and I, like, start doing things and, like, and it's like, I'll do some chores, I'll play a little Animal Crossing, and then at, like, 9.30, I start really, like, getting into work kind of thing. There are things about my personality and about my chemicals and about all this stuff that I can change and I can, you know, make easier to function and deal with. But, you know, at a certain point, there are also boundaries that I need to set. And my boundary with my partner is I don't exist until like 10 a.m. I love you yeah, so much. Don't, but... don't talk to me. Don't look at me. I have a bunch of those, such as don't look at me right now or don't touch <laughs> me right now or don't hug me right now. If I'm, I found something recently. Um, if, if I'm super upset, like having a bad moment, I don't like the immediate reaction is to hug me. Oh, um, no, 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 no. I, it feels just a little suffocating. Like, I just need yes. to breathe. I want I want company. I, I don't want to be, like, left alone. But I need, like, maybe maybe hold my elbows or, or yes. my hands or something. But, like, if you come in for the crushing hug, I, I, I get a little, I get a little, I can see. Oh, oh, yeah. Like it. That was, like, one of the first things that, that Connell learned about me, which was, if I'm upset, ask if it's, do you want comfort or do you want to yell about it? Because <laughs> this is usually yeah, totally. the two ways totally. it goes. Yeah, and I like I'm a, I like touching. I'm a physical person. I like snuggles. I like snuggles all the time. But you know, if I'm really upset and worked up, I need I need a breather. I need some space. I need a circle around Jen. I need a little bubble. I need my bubble. So here's the thing. This is an excellent transition to the question because we're talking about yelling, personal space, yeah. having a bubble. However, I I feel like we haven't talked about Jen enough. So like I would be totally good with putting that on pause or transitioning into the question. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling okay. I am currently in the house that I grew up in inside a closet because <laughs> um, I'm quarantining here for a while. I'm surrounded by clothes and blankets. And you know, Trent, you know how I don't have a sense of smell? Yes. I think I've said that on the show a couple thousand times. I don't have a sense of smell and it's I never one have. Of your, one of my favorite qualities of yours. <laughs> but I got to tell you, as I've been standing in here recording this episode with you for about, it looks like 12 minutes now, I think this closet smells a little bit. Does it? So do you know, yeah, it's just, can you put it's a, a finger must, on it? Like musty, dusty. Musty, musty dusty. It's okay. not, I guess I should clarify, it is not a walk-in closet, but I'm still, <laughs> oh, in, no. I am still inside it. <laughs> Let's do the question. I really want to get to this question. I'm all oh, fired yeah, we up. we can do the question. Hey, so this question is really long and which, and here's the thing. The whole question I feel is necessary to read. It's a really well-written question and like a good fucking question. So, Jen, to make this less difficult, do you want to switch off just on the paragraphs where we split them? Yeah, let's do it. Just like we did the book, kind of. Cool. So, so listeners, as you know, this is going to be a question from one person, but two people will be reading it because we don't want to wear ourselves out. Dear Jen and Trin. Lately, I'm really struggling with getting asked about my holiday plans. My parents and I have decided that I won't visit them for the holidays this year so that I don't put them at risk of getting sick. To me, this was obviously the best decision, especially given that I have an in-person job and they both have underlying health conditions. That said, it was not an easy decision. Because my housemates are going home and my partner lives abroad, I will be spending the entire month of December alone. 
even though I'm confident that this is the right thing for me to do, the idea of not seeing my closest loved ones over the holidays is honestly heartbreaking to me, and I often can't talk about it without crying. I have many close friends who are visiting family over the holidays, and it's becoming increasingly difficult for me to have conversations about this. I'm trying hard to be compassionate and non-judgmental about friends' choices to travel. I understand that everyone has different circumstances related to their ability to self-isolate or be tested before visiting loved ones, and none of us are living perfect, risk-free lives. I also know that living in a country with a government that is choosing to pretend the pandemic isn't happening puts more responsibility on individuals than they can be expected to handle. My friends are not the ones who have completely fucked up the response to the pandemic, and I don't blame them for making different choices than me. But when they ask me about my holiday plans, it's difficult for me to explain that I'm not visiting my parents because I could literally kill them and simultaneously convey that I can empathize with why they've assessed that risk differently. I try to emphasize the specific risks in my life that have led to my decisions, such as an in-person job. But sometimes friends interpret this as an opportunity to brainstorm solutions, such as working from home for a couple of weeks to isolate, which I cannot do. And I get tired of explaining why there isn't a safe way for me to travel. I'm also deeply jealous that they get to go see their families. And hearing about their plans makes me really sad and a bad conversationalist. A couple friends have offered to do a distant or virtual Christmas with me to make up for my lack of plans. But I think doing the holidays halfway would make me too depressed. Plus, I don't want to FaceTime into someone else's Christmas and have to hear about the fun stuff they're doing. Maybe I'll feel differently about this later, but right now, I just want to completely ignore the holidays and not be asked about it anymore. My friends are not trying to make me sad. They are trying to be comforting, but my anxiety and depression brain is not accepting their kindness as currency right now. So far, I have tried to avoid promising I will want to do this without closing the door completely, but if my mental health gets even slightly worse, it will be hard for me not to give them a flat-out no. How do I be less of a goblin about this, or at least wrap up holiday plan conversations quickly and kindly? How do I know what kind of support to ask for from my friends? Are there any general strategies for navigating conversations around COVID risk-taking? P.S. Don't worry, I do have a therapist. Pronouns, she, her. Okay. This is a lot. So I have a pretty hardline perspective here as I have family who got the disease just by living their lives, going to school and work. So when people want to do non-essential travel, I don't empathize with them. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what the reasons are yeah, at all. Me too. Um, and and this is this is non-essential travel. That is what it is. And also your friends are giving you unsolicited advice. So your friends are, are fucking up on two different levels. One is the practical level of we're in a pandemic and they're not acting like it. And the other is they're giving you unsolicited advice to try and solve the problem. And the problem is you doing the right thing and them doing the wrong thing. That is so fucking strange. That's so backwards. That is so backwards. Right. Man, I I can feel the listener doing something that I do often. And it's a habit I'm trying to break. But I can feel that the listener is trying to talk herself out of her feelings and her instincts. Because anger is a shitty feeling. I don't like feeling anger. It's not a it's not a feeling I'm used to or comfortable with. But here's the thing. In your anger, you are correct. You are yeah. correct. You are correct in every angle here. Like you mentioned that the government has completely failed in making this uh, situation easier and better on people. That is correct. But it's also correct that your friends are fucking up. Like in a big way. I hesitate to believe that they have different information than you do. 
What I think, and again, like this is a guess, this is just a guess, I suppose, uh, is that they have the same information that you do, but they are interpreting the information that in a way that allows them to do what they want. And yep. for all we talk about personal responsibility here in America, I feel like it's been very clear, maybe not from ex-president Donald Trump, but like maybe from other people that like the 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 thing you do right now is stay home. And that's I don't think that that's arguable. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, ask any any reasonable doctor. And, and you know, I mean, this is I'm sure this is clear, but we'll clarify it anyway. You know, we're not talking to people that must travel. Right. We're not talking to people that are essential workers or can't afford to have groceries delivered. Right. We're talking specifically to people that are choosing to travel, even though they don't have to. There are reasons to travel right now. And visiting for Thanksgiving is not one of them. I'm not going to pretend that isolating and staying home isn't psychologically difficult. It is. It's really difficult. If you're isolating, you feel like you're wasting your limited time on Earth. You're stuck inside with your loud children or you're stuck away from all of the hot people you could be out having sex with. I legitimately understand that. I really do. So the narrative of it's so easy and fun to isolate in your home. And then the other narrative of it's so hard. and Why would you waste your life sitting at home? You know, they're both fucking wrong. And I know that I'm one of the most well-equipped people to stay home. I'm an introvert. I've been working from home for a few years now. And I've got my newlywed partner here. And we're still in that sweet spot in our marriage where this is like the this is the most we're ever going to like each other. You know, like I, I, <laughs> I, I get that. But it's still the world. The pandemic still gives me dots, which is short for damage over time, which is a term I got from World of Warcraft many years ago. It's a little spell that you get cast on you and it takes just a little bit of your health away every day and you can get a bunch of dots on you and like those will just wear you away. And that's what this is. That's what isolating feels like. It's weighing on you. It, it's, it's not easy. You are correct, Asker, to feel hurt and sad and lonely when you are sheltering in place. You are so much stronger than everybody else who is traveling right now for no fucking reason the end like that's it you know yep. like yep. and also like what what kills me is like people like oh this might be my last christmas with my grandmother guess what it's so much more likely that this is your last christmas with your grandmother if you fucking travel to go see her right now sorry it is like i know i know no one wants to believe that everyone wants to think it doesn't apply to them we're all worried about our families and our loved ones but i read today that a tsa officer at the denver airport died and almost 3,000 TSA employees have tested positive, Jesus and nine of, nine of them have died. And you can you also think about the people that you maybe don't see every day or the people that are maybe, maybe invisible to you that you walk by without thinking about? Can we think about them too? What's yeah. that one really, really famous tweet now, Trin, that's like, I don't know how to convince you to care about other people. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, how can I convince you to care about other people? So if you are traveling and you are just spreading your biome of fucking gross shit all over the place, like the people who are going to get it are not your family necessarily, but everyone around you. It makes me, I like need to calm down. Like my heart is racing. My, my shoulders are crunching up. Like I can feel myself being so fucking angry at this person's friends. And, and this asker is not wrong in many ways. This asker is correct. The government did fuck this up. There was a lot of misleading information. But let's also accept reality that your friends are full grown adults. And we've been dealing with this pandemic since February, at least. I know that's not what you want to say to your friends, but they're fucking up. 
also say to them, this is unsolicited advice. Okay. Like you, you, you telling me to stay home for a couple of weeks or do all this bullshit. That's unsolicited advice right now. And what I'm coming to you with is I am sad because I can't see my family for a month. And I'm also watching you take horrible risks. Like, I just want to scream. Anyway, so the answer to the first question, in my opinion, is fuck them. <laughs> I know. God, man, I know because these are your friends, their voices are the loudest to you. But if you need to go on Twitter, please remember there are so many people not traveling. Okay. Yes, Listen to those absolutely. people too. Consider those people, you're all in a club. Okay. You're all making a sacrifice together. And that includes Trent and I and all of my friends. All of my friends are not traveling, doing non-essential travel right now. But my guess is you probably feel like, am I losing it? Should I travel? The answer is no, you're not losing it. And try to find the people that agree with you that also that are also not traveling. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like find your community. I know that you don't want to like salt the earth (laughs) with all of your friends who are traveling. But the next question is, how do I know what kind of support to ask for from my friends? And the support you actually need is for them to stay home. That's the only thing that they can do to make this better. You know, zooming you in to their like unmasked Christmas morning or whatever the fuck is not helpful. I think the question of how do I know what kind of support to ask for from my friends? So navigating that conversation, I know that you want to do that because you don't want it to be a sad, awkward and angry conversation. But guess what? They are doing something that is sad and angry and makes you feel awkward. They're fucking up. Like that's that's the end. I don't know. I want to scream. I know. I know. I think you should tell them the truth, honestly, bluntly, one time. And then you pull the plug on this conversation because we've talked about this on the show many times. You can't make anyone do anything. I wish in this case you had more influence, but we're going to assume that their minds are made up. However, you are going to do your part and you're going to give them one chance, one more chance not to be uh, super selfish about this. And you're going to tell them the truth one time and it's going to sound like this is the wrong choice based on every scientific piece of information right now. Non-essential travel, we should not be doing it. And it's hurtful to me personally when you talk about it. It's hurtful to other people. It really, really scares me and worries me. Here, here, Trent, take over. So I, I can I can do that yeah. because I was just thinking to myself. So you know how men don't wash their hands when they use the bathroom? Yep. They they did just and, and like it's not it's not applicable obviously to all men, but many men I have found don't wash their hands in the bathroom. They're like, why would I need to? All I did was touch my penis. I didn't like touch my ass or whatever. The problem is that you were in a bathroom. The problem isn't, and also your penis is gross, but like the problem is that you were in a bathroom. You were in a place where poop is everywhere. You touched, hopefully, you touched the uh, the seat to put it up and down. Hopefully you flushed the toilet. That's what it's like even if you are getting tested before you travel, even if you are doing your isolation before you travel. Any unnecessary travel is like not washing your hands after you piss, okay? Because you're still touching stuff. You're moving germs from one place to another. I don't know how to make this more clear. (laughs) I don't. That's a great way to put it, Trin. I really like putting it in those terms because you surely they can understand that. Can that get through to them? I don't know. But what you say to your friend is, here's the the facts. It's hurtful to me uh, to hear about it. And we can't talk about it anymore. It's hurtful and you're behaving incorrectly and you're putting other people in harm's way. And I don't want to hear about it anymore. And that's it. And please don't make apologies. I know you're going to want to. Please don't. Yeah. And like, I get it. You you even said in your question, you said exactly the right. You wrote a sentence about how 
no one is living a risk-free life. And that's true. There's no, you're allowing them to live their lives and make mistakes that all of us do. Like, I don't know. I often forget masks when I walk the dog. Um, And when I am in my hometown, like I am right now, it's not a big deal because there's literally no one around. But uh, in (laughs) Chicago, I, it, oh, I hate that feeling. I like speed walk home. Um, oh, like like people make mistakes. People are going to fuck this up. But this is a del- yeah, this is a del- this is a deliberate choice these people are making. And if they're going to make this huge mistake, you don't have to hear about it anymore. When you say this stuff, when you if you if you follow our advice and give them the truth one last time before p- pulling the plug on this conversation, um, you're probably going to make them mad. They're probably going to get annoyed. Yeah, mad totally. And oh, I'm good at being so careful. To that, <laughs> to that, I say, who cares? And easier said than done. I know. Like I said, I'm. I, I don't like anger either. But the thing is, you can you can be calm, composed, reasonable, and or you can be really fucking angry and scream at them, and you're still correct. When they're angry, just let them have their anger. Let them sit in it. Let them talk about you, and then put it out of your mind as much as you can by going to uh, interact online or Facetime with friends that you know are doing this, doing the right behavior, just like you are. Okay, find your people. And I have an article for you to read. It was written by the person who creates the Captain Awkward blog. It's on Vice. It's called How to Enjoy the Holidays Alone. And it brought me a lot of comfort. There are some really subheads that I will read just to tease, just so you'll go read the article. Here's one of them. (laughs) Let go of the idea that your holiday must include other people. And another one. Let go of assumptions about what a holiday must look like. There's also a great piece of advice in there about letting go of the word should. Well, I should go home for Thanksgiving. I should go home for Christmas. I should make sure I see my grandma this year. Like, it's time to start letting go of those things. And it's going to be difficult, okay? We're not saying this is going to be fun or easy, but the thing is, you can handle difficult things. You can. You already have. This is going to be difficult. It is difficult. It sucks so bad. But when you stay home, you are allowing a person who cannot physically stay home to live a little more safely in the world. That's it for me. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's, there's only one correct thing to do, and it's stay home listener, I know you're feeling super isolated because it's you can't see your family. And then everyone who's your friends, who's not your family is is being this way. And so I can understand why you don't want to make your friend sad or mad, but they've made they've already made you sad and mad. It sucks because I, I wish that there was a better. I wish there was something better I could say. Yeah, I wish that I could tell you that you could definitely convince your friends to stay home. Or I, I wish I could tell you that uh, you're f- there's there's definitely a way for you to go see your family or something because another that's not true. It's just things suck right now, and you are handling them in a reasonable way, which is being angry. I remember one time I was fucking around with my depression medication, like not I'm with my psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> and one day somebody had hurt me very very much, and this was while I was fucking with the medication. And what I did was I was so angry. I put on um, my my safety glasses. I put on safety gloves. I made a clear space in my office area. I got two pieces of cloth and I took a present that this person had given me, put it in between the pieces of cloth and I smashed the shit out of it with a hammer. And I went to see my psychiatrist the next day and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm afraid this medicine is giving me like extra anger and blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, tell me the situation. And I did. And at the end of it, he said, it sounds really reasonable that you were that angry. And also you you took lots of care to make sure that you could do this like act of anger in a safe place. 
So you're being actually reasonable. Anger can be reasonable. You know, like destroying a present from somebody can be a reasonable thing to do. That is so amazing, Trin, the phrase, your anger can be reasonable, because I think we're all taught, especially people who are non-men, that your anger anger automatically e- means you're losing the argument or that you're wrong. Or you're bad or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I really want the listener to, instead of trying to picture the next couple of weeks steeped in your loneliness, which is okay, by the way, there's going to be a lot of lonely people this holiday season. Um, yeah. And I, I understand, like, there's no fixing that. I'm, I'm very sorry about that. I'm going to have a shitty holiday, too. And so are a lot of people. And um, I am. I definitely yeah. am. Yeah. So one thing that happens every holiday season, there's always a group of people that like don't go home for the holidays or they stay in Chicago. And there's always like a post on the Chicago subreddit that's like, hey, um, what bars are open today? And like all these people that don't want to see their family or can't all get together and just hang out. This also happens with my friends who are Jewish. They all go get Chinese food together. So there are communities, even though you can't meet in person, you can find your communities right now. And there are going to be people that don't travel, that don't see their family. So please try and find them. Find them online. There are going to be a lot of people playing uh, online video games this holiday season. Okay? Like, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Animal Crossing. next thing. Yes, Animal Crossing, World of Warcraft, whatever it is. So there's lots of streamers who are going to be streaming on the day of Thanksgiving. And a lot of them will have in mind already that there are people who are staying home. In fact, I would say that there are plenty of people who are streaming because they're lonely. That, that'll be happening. You know, you, you will be able to find something. And I know it's not as good. It's not. And it's OK to be sad about that. Like you can feel your sadness. Your sadness is also reasonable. I guess I guess we're winding down, Jen. Um, my anger that fueled me throughout this episode, I can feel the tank depleting. I'm kind of like a robot, like slowly powering down. I need an anger nap. Um, God, same. This has been Friendshipping. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you'd like to send us a question, please do. We would love some new questions. Friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. If you are interested in pre-ordering our book, you can. Um, an easy way to get there is friendshippingbook.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Monica Verma, our agent. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher, who's done all of our design work. Thank you, Molly Lewis, who I always say sings our, our title theme, but I want to be very clear that Molly Lewis created the entire title theme. The only thing we told her was like, we want it to end with do friendship at the problem. So I've been saying like Aww. Molly Lewis sings our theme song, but let's be really clear. Like she's like a, a dope musician. Thank you for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. <laughs> oh, there's my dog. Oh, hi, Mavi. You're okay, Mavo.